During this episode, we're going to get practical understanding on how to position ourselves to hear God and obey. My name is Felicia Goings, and I want to welcome you back to WordCast, where I get to bring you one positive word each week to help you win every day. Our word focus for this week is obedience. We've got some important ground to cover today, so I'm going to get right to it. Yesterday, we talked about how in order to obey God, we must hear what God is saying. And I shared a revelation that Holy Spirit gave to me, which was the word of God and the spirit of God are the most trusted spaces to hear from God. And if we're going to live a life of obedience to God, we need to hear from him. But if you've ever struggled with hearing from the Lord in a moment of your life, like I have, I'm about to share three ways to position yourself to hear God clearly and obey. You ready? Let's get to it. Have you ever had your phone laying right beside you only to pick it up an hour or so later and realize someone called, but you didn't hear it? You call them back and you're like, sorry, I didn't hear my phone ringing. Some of us even say, I didn't see you calling. Why? Because we had our ringer off. Oftentimes when this occurs, it's because we put our ringer on silent intentionally and forgot to turn it back on, or we turned it off unintentionally. Either way, the ringer was off. Well, one night, years ago, I had my ringer off. It was around 9 p.m. at night, and I know it was around that time because I wrote about it in my journal. And I started praying and talking to God because I noticed that it had been a few days since I heard from him. It's like I was living with someone and being with them all day, but having no communication. So I got bothered, and I called a meeting with the Lord. I said, Lord, we need to meet. Now, your word says in John chapter 10, verse 27, that as your sheep, I hear your voice. So that's what I'm going to believe. I hear your voice. I said, God, I'm not going to live like this. Y'all, I was freaking out because I had not heard anything from the Lord in days. And for me, that is highly unusual. So I said, God, I hear you speak. I made that declaration over myself. I hear you speak. Then I said, now, God, it's been days since I have heard you say something to me. And it's making me think that something is up. Y'all, after I said that, I heard in my spirit, God say, I will speak to you tonight. A part of me was like, wait, why would you wait until tonight? But the other part of me was just happy that I heard something from him again in that moment. Later on that night came and I still hadn't heard anything else from God. I got in the bed. I was laying on my pillow about to close my eyes and go to sleep at almost 3 a.m. in the morning. And I heard God speak to me. He said, it's not that I don't speak to people. And it's not that I haven't spoken to you in a while. You just have your ringer off. I got up out that bed with a quickness. There was no way I was about to go to sleep after he said that. So I pulled out my journal and I started writing what I'm sharing with you right now. Figuratively speaking, I hadn't heard from God. Not because he wasn't speaking, but because I had my ringer off. At this particular time in my life, I had gotten so busy that for a few days, I wasn't getting my quiet time in with the Lord like I talked about in the last episode. My mind was occupied with a lot. I was moving fast. And as you heard a few moments ago, I was going to bed at three in the morning. Now, I've been in extremely busy seasons before, and I was still here from God. But this particular time, obviously, I had deprioritized him 
And that is dangerous. So he waited until that night to speak to me when everything else I was focused on in the day was done or off my radar. God said, I have called many children throughout the day who did not hear me because they were so busy with what they were working on. They refused to sit still long enough to hear what I was saying. He said, this is what you experienced, Felicia. You got so busy and you simply were not thinking about me or even considering that I am here and could minimize some of the work that you had to do. So to be honest, I had gotten so caught up in my schedule and to-do list, I wasn't looking for God to show up. I had gotten in this worker bee mode, trying to knock out a whole bunch of different things and I didn't realize that I had let my expectations slip. And that brings me to point number one. If you want to position yourself to hear from God, clearly and obey expect to hear expect to get a call your expectation turns the ringer on so for some people if you're like I was back then figuratively speaking it's not that God didn't call you to speak to you you just have your ringer off but if you're waiting on an important call from someone who's going to tell you something that you need to hear, you'll pick that phone up, make sure your ringer is on, your battery is charged so you can hear when the call comes through. All that is is an example of expectation. We operate and live life differently when we expect to hear from God. God gave me an example for this episode and he was basically saying like my relationship with you is very personal. I want my relationship with my kids to be personal. He says when you're with a person that you love and you say something to them, you wait for them to respond. That's a conversation. He said, you're expecting to hear something back from them. In Jeremiah chapter 33, verse three, the Lord says, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things which you do not know. As a daughter or a son of God, y'all, you have Jeremiah chapter 33, verse three, which says God will answer you. So begin to have conversations with him. Begin to expect answers to your prayers. Expect responses from God to your questions. The same way I hadn't heard from the Lord, but the moment that I took time to stop calling meeting with God, like, hey, what's up? He spoke to me. I had put myself back in position to hear by being in expectation that he will respond. Expectation is the first step in positioning yourself to hear God clearly and obey. Expect to hear, child of God. Moving on to the second step. During another point in my life, I was living in Los Angeles and I had a habit of studying the word daily. But for a few weeks or so, my study time became a little bit spotty. Actually, my study time became a lot spotty. So I come home one day and I'm sitting on the couch in the apartment and I was looking at stuff on my phone and I think I was going to watch a movie after that or do some other stuff, but I didn't have study time planned in my day. So I'm sitting there and, and let me say this, that's how it happens. You have a, a good habit, but then slowly you just start not being consistent in it to the point where it just begins to dissipate and it's no longer a good habit anymore and that's what was happening slowly my habit of spending time in the word daily it started to decline but holy spirit is always right there as a trusted friend to help us stay on track with the things that he knows we need to do to help our lives be as best as possible so I'm sitting there on the couch. My roommate at the time was gone and no one else was in the apartment. I was about to swipe to something else on my phone and I heard an audible voice from God for the first time in my life, y'all. Usually when God speaks to me, it's not audible in my ears. I hear it on the inside in my heart or in my spirit. But this particular day, 
It's literally like somebody was sitting right next to me on the couch and I couldn't see them. So I'm sitting there on the couch. I got my phone in my hand. My thumb is about to hit the screen and scroll to something else that ain't got nothing to do with God, nothing to do with the word. I'm distracted. I ain't spending time studying. And I heard God say, tend to my word. I said, and I started looking around like, who said that? Y'all, it was so audible. It's literally like someone was sitting right next to me, whispering it in my ear. I froze up. And reality set in that like, oh my God, I just heard the audible voice of God. I have heard other people that have said they had that experience, but I never had that experience. And I just had that experience. Oh my God, I just heard the audible voice of God. So I'm like, I froze and I'm freaking out a little bit. But a few seconds later, I got up and I got that Bible and I got in the word so fast. But here's the thing. Remember, I told you, Holy Spirit said the word of God and the spirit of God are the most trusted spaces to hear God. So nothing that God says to us by his spirit will contradict his word. And nothing that his word, the Bible says, will contradict what his spirit has spoken. God spoke to me audibly and said, tend to my word. I opened the Bible having no idea what Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 said. But when I encountered the scripture, I was sure that I wasn't crazy and the voice I heard was from God. Because Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 says, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Y'all, I heard God speak that to me audibly before I ever knew that it was literally in the Bible almost verbatim the way that he said. I was not seeking an audible voice from God, but I heard one that day. And by the way, it's not biblically correct to seek an audible voice from God because the enemy is crafty. You could end up hearing something that ain't God pretending to be God. We are to seek the Lord and his righteousness. And if he chooses to respond audibly, then that's up to him. When I tell you hearing God say those four words to me audibly, I ended up studying the Bible hours upon hours some days. And not because I was scared. It's like something happened on the inside of me as I understood that it is still really important to God and to us hearing God that we invest time in his word. And Holy Spirit was right there with me making the word interesting and giving me understanding. So I would read certain stories in the Bible and feel like I had watched a movie. And you can have that same experience and an even better one. Y'all, after that season of life, investing so much time in the word, I didn't realize that that time was preparing me to write a book. It was preparing me as an entrepreneur to end up in corporate workspaces, understanding how to navigate them successfully, and so much more. Investing time in the word of God is the second step in positioning yourself to hear God clearly and obey. So invest time in the word. So number one, you expect to hear from God. Number two, you invest time in the word. And then on to number three. During the pandemic, I ended up in the process of buying my first house. I thought I was about two years away from buying a home, but obviously God had a different timeline. And I had become pretty clear and gotten confirmation that I was on track to be buying a home at that time and not waiting. Long story medium, I had some ups and downs in that whole experience that maybe I'll get to share in a later episode. But I came out of the process with a crazy good testimony from the Lord that I know will stir people's But while still in the process, when I finally did come across a house that seemed like it matched everything I had prayed and asked God for and more, it cost quite a bit more than the budget I set for myself. But Holy Spirit was guiding me the whole time and I had wise counsel as well. So I ended up putting a bid in on the house with a bunch of other people a day after it hit the market and I won the bid. 
So the next day, I had to sign paperwork accepting that I won and getting in a binding contract with the seller committing to buying this house. Y'all, it was 5 a.m. I'm laying down in the bed sleep. Didn't no alarm or nothing wake me up. My eyes shot open and I started having these bombarding thoughts hit my mind. What have you done? Look at what you just did. You about to sign a contract. You buying a house that costs way more than the budget you set for yourself. You're about to make a big mistake. Thoughts of doubt, thoughts of fear like it was going down in my head so I got up out that bed in my apartment and I went and got in my prayer closet now I'm a little bit confused because from my perspective Holy Spirit guided me to put a bid in on that house but because of these thoughts I had I was like oh my god did I miss God was I really listening to the enemy like why did I put a bid in on this house I'm crying I'm praying I'm talking to God feeling like oh my god what have I done am I making a mistake I've won a bid on the house that costs more than the threshold I set for myself and I literally have five hours left before I have to sign a binding contract on this house I was like Lord help me tell me what to do y'all as I sat there in that closet listening for God to respond expecting him to speak to me I did not get words I got peace I had such a peace of God in my spirit that it was like boggling me because my mind was on 10 in fear and in doubt and what it was was the enemy I was at the point of breaking a barrier, of crossing over a threshold from one stage and phase of life into another one, one of ownership in this particular area of my life, and the enemy was fighting it. But see, he couldn't fight the transaction. He couldn't stop the hand of God from moving on my behalf. He couldn't stop my favor to win the bid. It wasn't my smarts. It wasn't that I did everything right. It was the hand of God and the favor of God on the transaction for me as to why I won the bid in the first place. He couldn't stop any of that so what he aimed to do was give me thoughts of fear give me thoughts of doubt give me thoughts of anxiety and try to make me think I was making a mistake to get me to turn away from God and get off my faith I had peace in my spirit while fear and doubt was plummeting my head. And that's why it's important to remember the revelation Holy Spirit gave. The word of God and the spirit of God are the most trusted spaces to hear from God. Yes, God can speak to us through our minds. Yes, God can give us a thought. But sometimes if you are having thoughts that don't line up with the word of God, like thoughts of fear and doubt, thoughts that will cause you to turn back and not trust the Lord, you cannot listen to your mind. You have to go to a trusted space and that is the word and that is the spirit of God. And that's where I was. I got peace in my spirit from God to get the house. So I signed the contract. And the exact same day that I closed on the house, my company closed a deal that increased my income. God knew what was around the corner before I did. And he put peace in my spirit to trust him to get around that corner and see the good that he had planned for my life. When I tell y'all I wake up at home and I am grateful, sometimes I'll be sitting at the bottom of my stairs looking at the front door just crying, praising, and thanking God for the space that I get to live in. I thank him so much and I pray that this testimony stirs your faith because what he did for me he will absolutely do for you so instead of us getting in fear and anxiety and listening to the chatter of the enemy in the mind we can instead trust in Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 which says let the peace of God rule in your heart let the peace of God be your umpire so the final ruling on your case will be in alignment with whatever the peace of God is indicating to you and that 
That is the third step to positioning yourself to hear God clearly and obey. You understand that peace is an indicator and the peace of God will not lead you astray. So let's say you have a decision to make and you want to be obedient to God and make the right choice where you're going to need to seek him for direction and hear what he has to say about it. But I will tell you through experience, don't get bent out of shape if you don't hear specific words initially. God speaks through peace as well. Peace is an indicator. The word says, let peace be your umpire. There have been certain things in my own life that I didn't necessarily want to do or think was the right thing to do. But because I had the peace of God on it, every time I followed through on what the peace of God was indicating to me as the will of God, I always ended up with good results and it changed my mind on what I wanted to do. So I encourage you today to listen, not just for words, but to also listen and look for what the peace of God is on. Sometimes God will guide us and lead us and give us instructions through his peace. Let peace be your umpire and obey. Now let's go over a few key takeaways from this episode before we close out with our decree. Key takeaway number one, our word focus for this week is obedience, but we must hear God in order to know what to obey. Key takeaway number two, the word of God and the spirit of God are the most trusted spaces to hear from God. Key takeaway number three, But there are things that we can do to position ourselves to hear more clearly and obey. And those things are to number one, expect God to speak to you. Number two, invest time in the word. And number three, understand that the peace of God is an indicator. It indicates what is of God, what is not. It indicates the direction in which you are to go according to his perfect will. Y'all, I love you so much. Share this episode with someone else that you love and say these decrees after me and let's win this Wednesday. God loves me. Obedience is my expression of love to him. God loves me. I delight myself in God and in his truth. God loves me. I am strengthened this week for all I have to do. God loves me. I am in the right place at the right time. God loves me. All this week I flow from the divine. God loves me and he makes it easy for me to hear him and obey. God loves me and my obedience says, God, I love you. My name is Felicia Goins. Thank you so much for joining me on WordCast to kick off this week. Be sure to stay tuned Monday through Friday. Remember, one positive word can change your life and cause you to win every day.